0: Talking Tigs, thank you for listening Uh, If you're counting at home, this is uh, episode 101 We are now entering the new century as far as Talking Tigs goes Uh, I'm Scott Gerard, joined as always by Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger, got a lot of things to get into, so much has happened uh, but I wanted to say thank you at the top of the podcast to Daniel for putting together that great 100th episode with all of our greatest hits and greatest dud predictions, basically Uh, It's now, you got to take the Ls, don't you sometimes, right yeah. uh, but anyway, it was it was a good pod, so thank you, Daniel, for that. also gave us a, a week off to uh, keep up with everything that's going on with LSU, but before we jump on in, um you know, how, how'd you guys how, how are you guys
1: doing? Do you have a good uh, did you good weekend off Yeah, it was a nice weekend. i like, yeah, I agree with you, Scott. Thanks a lot. Thanks big time to Daniel for putting that together. It was a, he, he did it secretly. We didn't know it was happening. And then he said about uh, a couple of days before we were supposed to record, he was like, Hey, I got, so, I got to show y'all something. So it was really cool to see that. I hope all the listeners enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it listening myself. It's probably the first, It's one of the first ones I've listened to all the way through <laughs> in a while. Cause I don't really want, I don't typically listen to the show that we, after we record it, but I listened to that one and I enjoyed it. Um, I will say, I'm just going to toot my own horn a little bit that Scott, you mentioned that the, you know, the cold takes that were kind of exposed. I I will say that when Daniel clipped, uh, he didn't get much material for me on the Bo Pellini hire. He clipped both of y'all saying like, Oh, this is a great hire. This is great. And then it just, he, the only clip he got of me was me going, I like the hire. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I'm a little bit less blemished on that one.
2: Yeah, it was tough to kind of roast myself in the podcast, but I had fun doing it, and uh, I'm glad y'all liked it. Uh, yeah, and had a good, I guess it's been two weekends, had the 4th of July since we recorded the pod. That was a fun time. And then, yeah, it's been two weeks off the mic, so we got a lot to, to get into.
1: Yeah, it's a jam-packed, jam-packed day at Talking Tigs, and we're ready to get into it. Yeah, so, so Lex, I guess the biggest dude we could start with...
0: Um, it's basically the uh, that, that NIL, which is pretty much what everyone's going to know it as, as now. That's pretty much what LSU bought in Times Square as far as billboards go. N-I-L-S-U. Name, image, and likeness. Players are now going to be profiting. And guess what? They they didn't waste any time. Today, it's like within hours, mm-hmm. all these players like Bodniks and and guys like that had – uh, stories on their Instagram of some, whatever sweet tea they like, even down to that. So just get ready for a lot of it. Um, I, I think it's uh, long overdue to, you know, if you ask a lot of people as far as players profiting off their own name and likeness, since the NCAA has no problem doing it. Um, but, you know, leaving the players out until they graduate or quit basically, or kicked out, whatever the, you know, whatever happens first. But I, I think it's a good thing that, you know, players can profit off their own Michaelis and they're off their own uh, likeness, name, image, whatever, and basically enter the working world. You know, while they're still in school, um, students that are on ath- academic scholarship are allowed to do that. So why not athletes? Uh, I think it makes perfect sense. I do feel like it can open up uh, other areas which people may have thought about but thought, eh, you know, it's, it'll happen or they just haven't thought about it yet. But I don't know. I guess I wanted to get you guys' initial reaction to this and like what i mean we've been talking about it but like since the inaction you thought oh, okay maybe uh, a few weeks or months will go by and we'll start to see things pop up but no it was it was literally a matter of hours oh yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't know what, what do you guys think about it ultimately but also you know maybe what you've you've seen so far
2: uh, i mean this has really been like a long time coming basically since we started this podcast we've talked about different bills and things that have been in motion to get college players paid for what they do uh, for the school and providing entertainment for people, ad revenue, et cetera. Uh, And it finally happened. So this isn't maybe as extreme as some people would say, like the university needs to pay the players themselves or or whatever, but I think it's a a good step and kind of the general commercialization and good for the players, obviously, at least the ones who are able to get the deals and, and capitalize on, on what they're doing. So I thought it was interesting to see the deals that came out. Like Derek Stingley was a walk-ons and then he's reportedly
1: getting like over hundred K.
2: Yeah. My, Miles deal. Brennan was like smoothie King and some other stuff. And then uh, some others was, was like Yoka gaming. Like they're going to be doing some like video game streaming, which I thought was strange. And then the, the big one, that uh, people have been talking about is LSU gymnast Olivia Dunn reportedly signing like a million dollar plus deals with various companies that haven't really come out yet, but excited to see what she does. And uh, yeah, um, I think it benefits the schools as well. Cause it incentivizes the players to build up their own personal brand and personality as well as maybe even some on the field production, because if you're a good player, then places are going to want to sponsor you. Like they don't want to sponsor the worst people. So maybe try even harder um, and we'll see how it rolls throughout the, the upcoming school year and seasons, whether it gets more and more built up or whether players kind of set it aside while they're actually competing.
1: You know, I, I, I think that um, it is something we talked about for a long time. And we've talked about the debate of pay, paying players. I mean, should they, do they need a salary? Do they need the uh, cost of living adjustment? Do they need to be paid for their name, image and likeness, all that. And it, but it, even though we talked about it and it, we kind of knew it was going to happen, I still, it was surreal to me. Like the morning I woke up and I, I mean, I, I felt, I almost felt like sick to my stomach, like not really sick. Like I, it's not that I don't want the players to be paid. Like I don't care about that. I think it's good that they can make money. I understand the logic of it. Like I had multiple jobs during college, and I you know, and I don't see why you shouldn't be able to as a, as a as a student athlete. The one thing that does that I think is being overlooked with this um, is just how much the university does play into the uh, the marketability of these players, and just how much the entire team plays into the marketability of this single player. So, for instance, Derek Stingley, the great he's the best he's the best player in college football right now or at least the best defensive player like that everybody says that he's going to be the first quarterback taken off the board come april and may even say he might be the first quarterback taken number one overall all of that's true that being said if he was at louisiana tech or he was at uh baylor or he was even at uh maybe you know university of arizona a smaller school like a, a not really a football school he would not be able to command the the type of deal that he's commanding with walk-ons this year. Like I said earlier, you know, it's reportedly a hundred thousand dollars. And I think that there is, um, there's something to be said for that LSU brand. Now, of course, LSU makes gobs of money off football. So like that's not really the issue in my mind, although that, I think that is something that's being overlooked right now because there is, I, we're in a bubble right now, as far as NIL, in my opinion, I think that it's so hot. It's so new brands are just throwing so much money at everything they just want cash, grab,
2: cash grab by everybody yeah itself. they just, just
1: want to be like yeah. oh we're in this is nil like we got it this is the new thing you know we have so much respect for a lot of these marketing these fortune 500 marketing departments and how great they are and everything i think they're just as reactive as anybody else and they can get into a big trend and get into a big you know oh like this is the thing we got to jump on it so i think we're in a little bit of that but the the my main concern with this whole nil thing is you know, the Olivia Dunn, the Stingley's, the Miles Brennan's, the uh, the Keishon Boutte's, they're going to be fine. But they were going to be fine to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think that nobody is really worried that Derek Stingley was – whether he was going to be able to make money in his career playing football.
0: Or, like, be starving in addition to, you know, all his meals with the football team and athletic department, right? Because that's like he's not like saying, "Oh, I had to, I had to, you know, scrape by in between seasons." Like, there's you've heard that from other guys, but
1: you like, have. He, but he didn't have to worry about that. No, but but I mean, I'm I'm just using him as an example, though. Your top players, like the all Spencer Rattler, like even outside of LSU, Bo Nicks, all of them, they were going to be fine. They're going to be able. To, they were going to be able to make money off their off their likeness. I feel like most people would agree they would be able to. They're going to be able to make money even if it was just one season in the NFL. They're going to be able to make make money playing football. But what what does make me a little bit concerned and is why actually I, in some ways I actually think it's a little bit more fair to to do the just pay players um, thing is because think about how many players are on that on that roster. There's over a hundred players on the LSU roster. That all contribute to that to the product. They all contribute to making Derek Stingley able to to be the the, the great phenom that he is. Now, I'm not saying that they should all command $100,000 in the market. They all deserve that same contract as him. But I do think, and Daniel, I see you pulling it up. I do think that that what if I was running the university, if I was Scott Woodward, or I was, um, or I was, you know, Coach O. I would really want to emphasize: not only are the stars going to make money, or are the stars going to be able to go out and shop themselves? I would want to shop the entire team, because there's so many players involved in that team, involved in that effort, and of the on that team, there's really—I mean, think about it. I, I, thought, I, I talked to my mom the other day. I said, "How many players from LSU can you name?" And she knew Stingley. She knew that there was a blonde-haired quarterback. And she knew that there was another quarterback who was young. <laughs> so that's, she knew, she knew Miles Brennan and she knew Max, but she didn't even know their names. So like the marketability of these athletes, especially when the, when the market cools down, when we, when we forget, when we actually start taking time to think, to think through these deals, you're probably going to have like one to two per football team, maybe in baseball, think about it in baseball, who's marketable on, on the even on, even LSU, a top program, maybe Dylan Cruz, maybe Trey Morgan.
2: Yeah. And then to that point, I think it's also, you've already kind of seen this very localized mm-hmm. because people are signed with walk-on smoothie King, like local companies. Canes. And, yeah. Because even like, I mean, we're pretty steeped in like college sports and stuff, but if you ask me to name like 50 college football players, like not LSU players, like that's kind of tough. Yeah. And then there's probably five to 10 like national ish names Obviously, you pick up ones over the course of the year that everybody knows, like Joe Burrow or
1: But, but you can't make a marketing plan based on that. Right. Because you don't know who it's going to be the like, emergent star.
2: Yeah, because you'll know, like, okay, this guy's a five-star talent or whatever. But even then, like most people don't know like who even like the five-star talents are on Alabama's program unless you're like a college football guy. So there's still going to be signing like local deals. Um, it's and, like Najee
1: Harris sat behind a, a stable of running backs for three years.
2: Yeah, and so there's going to be maybe one, two, or three kind of like nationally represented athletes a year. um But I guess props to them if they get that money.
1: I'm fine. I'm fine with that. But I. But I and, I. and and I think that and some people will say like, oh, well, you know what? That's just the free market. Like that's just at work. You know, like. If you're, if you're marketable, you make money. If you, if you're not marketable, you don't, it's just like the pros. But, but my, my answer to that is no, it's not just like the pros because in the pros, yes, there are marketable players that are not marketable players. I mean, like you could be a huge NFL fan, but usually, you know, but you know, usually most people just know the quarterbacks, they know maybe a wide receiver, maybe a running back or a defensive leader it'd be hard even for some of the big saints fans that we know, Hey, go name the, go name the right guard and the, and the uh, both defensive tackles. You know, I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I mean, I've now I'm I'm thinking is like, is Ramshack the, is he the, is he the right guard or left guard? Right. I think he's the right tackle,
2: but yeah. yeah. And then even like the other sports you said, like in basketball, college basketball, like how many, how many players can you make? The last one was what Zion. And then before that, who like maybe ben simmons ben simmons like tyler Hansbrough, like people that just like everybody or know. yeah or, or, um, or jj reddick like i mean these are going way back but there's not that many names at least to
1: me that pop out as like well i guess guys. kentucky had some uh, like anthony davis. davis yeah but but anyways I, that this is all good and this is all goes to my point of i think that we're gonna see in the next few years a a big deflation in the value of these athletes i think that there's going to and I, and i think with that you're going to see a stair step. So, you know, where, where the top of the top makes this much money today makes millions or f- hundreds of thousands or whatever, as they, as the value of, as there are less and less of those that actually turn out to be like good marketing investments, I think their price goes down. And then I think I'm, I'm thinking about the guys at the bottom who are not really marketable at all. I don't think anybody's going to really pay them to do anything. And so I do think it's a little bit of a false, a little bit of a false um, promise kind of to the, and and I just think that so many there, you always hear about like so many of these, these high school players go into college thinking like, yeah, I'm just gonna go to the NFL. But like, really it's like, what, like, isn't it like point. or some obscene number of like okay like nobody goes to the NFL really
2: yeah I had this one memory in my head I'm about to kind of put this guy down I don't even remember his name but it was one of my very first freshman classes in college yeah at Tulane University so not exactly a noted sports power yeah and this guy he was a tall guy he was on the basketball team and when the coat or the the presser was going around asking like what everybody like kind of had their plans for college. The like guy was like, I'm going to the NBA. Yeah. And then he was like a zero star recruit at two in my mind. I'm like, I'm sorry, man, but the odds are not really in your favor. <laughs> um, and then I don't, I don't think he's in the NBA now. <laughs> well, and,
1: and and I think that's, that's a very common thing when you become a, uh, when you're a division one college athlete, because that's a huge achievement
2: Yeah, to, and to be able to be on, He's better than 99.9% of players. Exactly.
1: 99.99%. <laughs> exactly. So my point is, I, I just I just want I, I, I think that we're gonna be I think that we're gonna be in a place in a couple of years where the money's not as as sweet as it was at the beginning and most of the players aren't actually making anything. And I wouldn't be surprised if we're at a place similar to where we used to be or similar to where we were a couple months ago, where people are complaining like, hey, we're you know, we're not making money because some of these players come to find out, it's like I'm not actually. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not getting any NIL deals. People aren't. Nike's not calling me or Milo's T or or Canes because I'm the backup strong safety, and you know, I, I'm just I'm just a guy, right? But
0: and because uh, you guys have said a lot, so I'm gonna try and catch up on all of it because you. Yeah, sorry,
1: we kind of talked to everyone. You no, know, all right. There.
0: But you you've given me thoughts in addition to the ones I already had. But to what you're specifically talking about, yeah, that's true. So I think maybe when you're talking about this whole team getting, uh, you know, a sponsorship or something. Yeah, that, that'd be great. You know, then everybody would feel like, like, you know, they're they're taking advantage of it as opposed to just one or two guys, even on a team. I mean, I think LSU maybe has two to three, only one or two that maybe have national names, but you know, there's been years where we had three or four national names. Right? Yeah.
1: I but, mean, Odell Beckham from almost like freshman year could have, could right. have been
0: Right. And you're, you're getting towards where I'm going. And, but think about like, uh, what was it? The year that, or the year before, LSU won the title. Remember, they had the best offensive line in the nation. It's like, think about something like that. Or uh, the only one I can think of on the top of my head is maybe – uh, like the, the the old Pittsburgh Steelers defense, they called it the Iron, iron curtain. curtain, or the uh, the the four players from uh, Notre Dame, uh, the Four Horsemen. It's mm-hmm. like if there's some group that earns a name, or like the Fab Five from Michigan basketball yeah. way back in the day, something like that I think would be right for you know some sponsor coming along and if their names align perfectly, like Fabuloso Cleaners or whatever. <laughs> you could something like that, right for you know, it's just right for something like that. Um, but you know, it could be a defensive thing where a guy that may not be well known, even within his own state, but you know, it's like if he was part of DBU and like that, they got a name like the Legion of Boom for that particular year. Yeah, wanted to capitalize on it. There you go. It's possible. It's not like you said. It's probably not likely, but at least it would be possible in this scenario.
1: So I, you would hope to see something like that. I think you're onto something with that because what right when you mentioned that, I hadn't even thought of that. But Scott, like basically like for LSU, if LSU were to jump on and I don't know if you could trademark it or somehow put a, put a, put a spin on DBU. And then, and then I think, I think that's what the, the approach, if I was running the program and, and I hope that all of our, you know, I know Scott Wilbur is an avid listener, so I hope he would take this, <laughs> uh, take this advice, but I would want to set up almost like almost brands within LSU that, that, it doesn't matter who the person is. It's like LSU has been DBU for 10 years now since Patrick Peterson. That's when they first started calling it that. Like, you know, it's been, it's been a thing. So, and, and LSU will continue to be DBU, whether we have the top rated DB ever, like Derek Stingley or not, like they still will still say that everybody's going to say that. So if you could somehow maybe like, like you said, okay, let's do it, do a DBU t-shirt every year. It has the names of the defensive backs on it. That way, like, every defensive back can get a piece of that. Or yeah, like I you said. If I, mean, I go going to DBU. I mean, if I'm going to get a cut of the DBU. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or like you said, with the offensive lineman, like that year that they won the, the offensive line award, they were top, top offensive line. It was, it was 19 when we won, like having like a shirt after that, that said, you know, top offensive line of the year. And like every Dolphins alignment, I like that approach a little bit more. I just don't want, I think it's, a, I, I just, we, we've been, we're, we're online. We, we have, you know, been working on trying to build this, build a, build a small brand online digitally. It's not easy to do. And I just think it's a little bit like patronizing to be like, all right, college kid, like here, here, you can make as much money as you want, go build your brand. And it's like, well, if you're not the superstar, it's not just going to happen for you.
2: Yeah. And then what, one thing to kind of tie this back into actual like sports production is that at least LSU is kind of promoting this yeah. as a, some sort of like recruiting tool. They're yeah, saying like, recruiting they're tool. saying like we're going to help you and whether they kind of really do in the end or not, I don't know um, at least for everybody, but they're saying like, we're going to help you build your brand. And you have the advantage of playing for LSU who has probably one of the most rabid fan bases around um, people. If you're a good LSU player, The people like will love you forever. If you're bad, they might hate you forever. Uh,
1: (laughs) Like Ben Simmons. Yeah,
2: but yeah, we'll help you every step of the way. And also, they said like you can use our facilities with approval and stuff. And some other schools have already said they're not allowing that. Oh, really? Yeah. So like you have to kind of do your own stuff. I I couldn't really name any off the top of my head, but they're like not allowing so like players.
1: So I, I didn't hear this. So it's like if you wanted to make a TikTok in Tiger Stadium they're gonna allow you to do that
2: yeah you just have to get their approval but like just this could be completely wrong but if like your spencer rattler wanted to do it in oklahoma stadium like he couldn't do that like he couldn't use any official oklahoma like logos and stuff interesting um and so they could be like yeah we're gonna help you come play for us and then you'll build your brand we have the most followers in all our like sports which is actually true um like on twitter wait
1: like lsu the lsu sports yeah, forever. LSU
2: like football and LSU baseball and LSU basketball. Not basketball, but I think football and baseball have the most followers out of any uh program. Wow, that's great. And like by fa- by far the most engagement. Like I've seen yeah, that, that a lot. Yeah, I know that.
1: There's something I'm telling you. We we know this from just being on from us being on TikTok, from our own stuff just posting stuff on tw- LSU Twitter is is on, you know, LSU social media, I should say, is 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 unlike any other mm-hmm. any other school, right? I mean, it, it's the the fans like to engage. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, they do because they, you know, the fan base is spread out all around the country. So, what better way, you know, unless you live in Houston, what better way to do that and keep, you know, more in touch with your uh, your school, alma mater, whatever. Um, so, I, a lot of good avenues opening up for here. I think one thing to, I don't know, one thing that I think about that kind of scares me with all this one is maybe some, like you were saying, not everyone in the on a particular team or even athletic department being on the same level. Like, like you already have an instance of at LSU, like Derek Stanley, maybe a possibly a top five pick in next year's draft gets a hundred thousand, but some freshman gymnast gets a million. It's like,
1: you don't know how it's going to turn out. Like you would think it would have been the other way around, but, but here, I I was talking, I was talking to it, to a guy, um, who's working very closely with LSU. He works at LSU. He's working very closely with the program about on this NIL stuff. And he was like, yeah. Like the money's not even in football. Like none of the, the football players, like by the time this is all like normal and, and, you know, this is just the way business is done. It's like beach volleyball, gymnastics, uh, you know, kind of like the, the more maybe golf, like the, the single athlete sports where, um, where it's much more about the one person and less about the team. Because, because again, like you think about it from a from a branding perspective or from a from a company perspective, if I'm, for instance, Farm Bureau is the is the official insurance of LSU. If I have a limited, if I had a market budget, marketing budget, I'd much rather be associated with LSU than I would be with whatever player, even if it's Joe Burrow, because even Joe Burrow, as big as he is, as great as he is, he's not bigger than LSU. So for these big prestige brands. I you know I think they're going to, you know you're not going to see Exxon taking you know switching from sponsoring LSU to sponsoring a player. but what you will see are you know clothing brands or something like that going and getting with uh, like a gymnast or a beach volleyball player or a golfer or something like mm-hmm. that.
0: Yeah. And it's also, uh, you know, up and coming sports uh, like gymnast and beach volleyball, Well, not up and coming, but, you know, it's, it's been established for a while. But it just seems like more and more younger girls are going towards those things. And uh, yeah, it's like what once you get out of college, there's I think I don't know what the what the odds would be, you know, uh, as for let's say Olivia Dunn to go out and be a professional gymnast um, after school or after whenever she can leave, whenever that is compared to. Derek Stingley, you know, whose career in the NFL, you know, supposedly averages three to four years, right? Mm-hmm. Two and a half to four years or something. I think he would play much longer than that, but you know, we're just we're talking about the averages here. Uh, but you know, with uh, beach volleyball and gymnastics, I don't know. I feel like that's different. You know, there's, it just seems different. Maybe that's why she's getting more. I don't know. But that's that's just a awful lot of money for a 18 or 19 year old. So that that's the other part that scares me. Is like is you know, they're just going to be handed all this money. Hopefully they, you know, their parents are grounded, keeping them grounded, or, you know, there's some sort of budget uh, budget class or workshop that they can take so that they can, you know, manage this newfound wealth, basically. I guess we'll see, but I, I hadn't really heard anything about it. I don't know, if it was, if I was LSU, I would offer that up to students, you know? It's like, it's like part of your, you can make it part of your core if you wanted to, but if you're going to get a hundred thousand or a million dollars, uh you should know what to do with it
2: yeah
0: i agree um but anyway we'll we'll see how this develops because it's just started so we we are just seeing the the early stages of this yeah it might kind of exist and we kind of go about and don't really change anything except for like you said the the handful of players that were going to make money anyway Uh, i feel like it's going to be a lot of you know guys that maybe they didn't have a big name but you know we're on that LSU offensive line, but maybe you know their hometown Ford dealership wants them to come and do a, a sponsor, you know something like that. I imagine there's plenty of opportunity for that. Whether or not people take advantage, who knows? Um, but uh, along with that, man, I don't know. It's LSU had a pretty good, uh, pretty good recruiting week, football wise. In addition to all this, I, I don't know if any of this had anything to do with it because we got a few announcements after all this nil stuff kind of came down, but. Uh, I did want to uh, toss it to you, Daniel, if you don't mind, just to catch us up because LSU had some some really good uh, football commits. I know they had some baseball, but I think we can tackle that a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> wrong pun. We won't tackle that one. Uh, we'll 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 pitch that one to home plate when when we get around to baseball. But uh, at least for now, uh, w- what do you got on on LSU football commits?
2: Sure. So in the past two weeks. Uh, LSU has picked up three players for their 2022 football class. Uh, The kind of top guys, this guy, um, DeMario Tolan, he's a linebacker out of Orlando, Florida, four-star linebacker. Uh, Looks pretty good, kind of strong middle linebacker attacking. And then uh, just a couple of days ago, they got Fitzgerald West out of Lafayette Christian, who we've picked up a few players from, including uh, Sage Ryan in the, the past few years. Uh, he's listed as a three star defensive lineman, but I've heard like he actually projects as an offensive lineman uh, for LSU. So we'll see if they kind of develop in there. And we we talked about it before. We need offensive lineman. We've got two currently on the class uh, and then so good to have him. And then finally, we got uh, Nathan Dibert. It could be Dibert. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it who I've seen is the number two kicker in the country. Uh, So not exactly the the premier recruit that you're used to seeing, but special teams can make a difference as it did in a couple of games uh, in the past seasons. And yeah, we've had a a good run of success with kickers here recently. So hopefully he can continue that. So overall that brings us up to 14 commits for the 2022 class. uh, And the team ranking is number three after Ohio state and Penn state. So good to see LSU making moves. Yeah.
1: It's kind of weird, like you know, we had the number one punter last year, yeah, and Todd, yeah, Westman. And now we have, now we got the number two kicker, so we're able to to get those, you know, absolute like best to best kicking and punting yeah. you know, people who use their legs, <laughs> <laughs> right? And like, I don't remember if we would have been discussing
0: like you know a, a kicking signing, but uh, you the number two in the country. That's, that's pretty good, pretty big news. Uh, you know, we have had success recently, so I guess it is good to keep that tradition going because uh, I, know, I know the kickers have won us some games the last few years, really big games, you know, so good to hear. Um, and well, I mean, we, speaking of other players, uh, since Darryl Rosenthal is leaving, he did say he was going to go to Kentucky. That's official now. So hope he has, has fun up in that bluegrass Smoking that green grass. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. Nah, I'm kidding. Uh, but I, I don't know. At least he's not in the same division. But um, anyway, uh, that was it, right? There wasn't any more transfers.
1: Finally, like we we've kind of we stopped playing Kentucky Greenhouse? this year. Yeah, we're playing. Yeah, Kentucky. we'll play him. We're playing Kentucky uh, at home this year. I think. Ooh. There we go. Welcome back, Dare.
0: Yeah, that should be a
1: good, uh, <laughs> a, a good homecoming. A I, think um, I think it's away. I don't know. Yeah
0: it does not matter it doesn't matter, matter. yeah doesn't matter um but anyway we also had LSU baseball to catch up on because you know now we know that Jay Johnson is going to be a coach uh he's rounding out his his staff and his uh and his uh, roster basically like he said what two or three more commits after that i mean the guy that he's been pulling players from uh, his old team after he left. They just, they want to follow him. But first things first, uh, LSU hired Dan Fitzgerald as a, as an assistant. He's going to be their uh, recruiting coordinator. Uh, and he's, I guess, known as one of the top college baseball recruiters, you know, in the last few seasons over at Dallas Baptist. I mean, they, I remember them. They've been in the, uh, you know, the college world series hunts for the last few years. I can remember that. I don't, I don't know if they ever made it to Omaha, maybe once, but I I don't know. The baseball world, I'll put it like that. The baseball world seems excited about this hire. Um, I do know that LSU had gone after this guy from Texas Tech, and as many people have done over the last few years, but uh, he said, no, thank you. Uh, So whatever this this, uh, this assistant at Texas Tech where – I don't know. He's just highly sought after, but he's, he's not leaving. He's happy in Lubbock. I don't know. I've been to Lubbock. I don't, I don't get it. Maybe it's just (laughs) just his alma mater. Um, But also uh, LSU hired Jason Kelly as their pitching coach. Um, And another name that people may not know, it's because he was a West coast guy. He, he played or he played, he coached at um, at Oregon and uh, I think Arizona state. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he he, uh, he was with them most recently. Uh, they made the tournament, uh, but you know they had some injuries and they were out pretty quickly. Uh, but still, uh, oh Washington, I'm sorry, he was at Washington, not not uh, not Oregon. But uh, you know he's had uh, some Pac-12 experience. It's same with our coach Jay Johnson. Uh, it's gonna be, I don't know, I I'm trying to think if this is gonna be like all that different of a look, you know, going into next year because we're gonna have you know, a lot of the same players are going to be using some, some good pictures, obviously, but um, I don't know. I think it's going to help. It's, it's just going to be a little bit different. I think Jay Johnson's known as a hitter and I think it's going to be more situation to situation, you know, just coaching calls, really. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul was kind of just sit back and let's see approach. I think Jay Johnson might be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't really say too much about the hires because you know I I haven't really followed Pac-12 baseball in a while, but um, I I feel like they're good hires based on you know what I've seen other people say, but I I really don't know. Do you guys have any any inkling
1: on this or no? Um, I mean, I, th- I guess give the guy who he wants. You know, he's he's selecting his staff, and that's that's good to see. Uh, I will say that uh, I had heard Alan Dunn was like he wanted to come back and he wanted to be part of the staff. Um, So it's a little bit interesting that they did, you know, they moved in a different direction and didn't retain the pitching coach uh, that Maneri had. Um, But other than that, you know, there's more good news coming from the baseball program. A lot of moves being made a lot of more uh, uh, transfers and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I'm excited, I guess. It's good to see there's something happening. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jay Johnson stuck with somebody. Obviously, he knew pretty well playing against him uh, between Arizona and Arizona State. Uh, Kelly, the pitching coach, he was named the 2018 National Assistant Coach of the Year when he was at uh, Washington, so obviously he can develop some talent. I think he's had like 14 pitchers drafted to the MLB under his – Tutelage, mm-hmm. um, and so hopefully he'll be able to develop that young talent that we do have uh, with the players that we've mentioned over the course of the past season, uh, and then like you're mentioned about Alan Dunn, I guess Jay Johnson just wants kind of a fresh look overall, um, kind of cleaning the house and then doing his own thing moving in instead of kind of easing into it, I guess, which uh, could have some benefits for sure, and. The Dallas Baptist, yeah, I, I don't really know much, too much about baseball, college baseball recruiting, but Dallas Baptist, I think baseball is the only sport they play that's D one, mm-hmm. and they're known for being pretty good at it. So uh, if he can develop talent at such a small school there, then hopefully he can attract even more at a premier program like LSU. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, the the guy at uh, Texas Tech, by the way, J. Bob Thomas. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a baseball sounding name, right? If I ever heard of one. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. He's he's spurned several programs. But anyway, uh, I don't know. He's got his staff and, you know, now he's got s- some more players coming in. I mean, the guy he had that commitment the same day. Right. When he when he was announced, uh, some player changed his commitment from Arizona to LSU. So now um, he has actually landed one of his former players who is transferring out of Arizona over to LSU. and that would be. Jacob Berry. Uh, he's an all American from Arizona. Uh, he went in the transfer portal after Johnson was named the coach and everyone kind of thought, well, he's probably going go to go LSU. And he did. Uh, but he, he led Arizona with uh team high 17 home runs and 70 RBIs this past season. Uh, not too shabby. Uh, just to think that he would, we would have him in the lineup either right before or probably right after Dylan Cruz and, and Trey Morgan, right? Like that's, like a one, two, three punch right there. How, however, however, our new coach puts them in the, in the order. I don't know. I would, I would hate to have to face it, but my goodness, uh just maybe, you know, we thought grill ball is going to be back this year, but maybe it's going to be this upcoming year, you know, like this yeah. guy alone, this guy oh, yeah. alone would be grillable.
2: Yeah. That's a, a really big pickup. Well, you said freshman, all American. So we'll have him paired with Cruz and Morgan for two more years mm-hmm. at least. And yeah, that's just a one, two, three that no pitcher wants to, to look at. And it shows that Johnson has a pull. He got a couple more transfers, uh, as well. Uh, yeah. Sanford catcher, Tyler McManus, uh, transferred to LSU catcher position where Alex Malazzo played pretty well defensively, but was basically a walking out, um, in the batter's box and McManus uh, I mean, it was at Samford, so not exactly the top of the top, but he hit 346 with 11 home runs, and so as long as we have a warm body in there, yeah, he, Hey, the bat, you,
1: take, you take you take a you know point one off his off his off uh, his his batting average. He's still batting two fifty, which is 100 points better than Malaza. <laughs> right? And so that was one of the things that
2: killed us uh, in the series versus Tennessee was like we could start it off, and then when you get to the bottom of the lineup, you're just have two innings worth, basically, of just just outs. And so you just hope to to capitalize on it. So if we can round out the lineup with guys like him, uh, and then we got to transfer Eric uh, Razelman from San Francisco as a pitcher uh, as well, a guy who apparently is kind of wild. He had like a six ERA, but throws like 97. Uh, So maybe Mr. Kelly will have his first task cut out for him as Mm -hmm. the, the new pitching coach and round him
1: in you know it's something we talked about uh during the season and right at the end it's like you know we need we need some more uh some more guys who just throw heat because when you see what the the eventual champion had you know with uh Mississippi state, they've got some guys that just throw you know they've got some of the fastest pitchers in the league so ninety six yeah. like I like that I like that <laughs> let's just right. straighten it up a little bit,
0: yeah uh, I mean it'd be great if um you know if LSU had their you know, their three-day starters, their weekend starters set, but then they had somebody kind of like how a, a Zach Hess used to be or Chris Cotton, you know, even before him. You know, just someone, like you said, to come in and throw the heat. This year, I don't know, I feel like maybe it was, I don't know, uh, I don't know, Vittmeyer, somebody
1: like that, just, you know, give you like maybe two innings. Money kind of money kind of threw a little bit of heat, I guess. Did it? yeah. Yeah, he didn't really. He kind of didn't really. He disappeared towards, towards. He disappeared towards the end of the season. Speaking yeah. of which, I
2: saw that Blake Money signed a deal with Barstool Sports to become a Barstool athlete. I think it's more of his like image. It's just kind of a, a well, wild. No, guy. but hey,
1: the, okay. So everybody's like signing these Barstool deals. You don't actually get anything. All you get is merch. You just get to say you're a bar. Yeah, you person. just say you're on the Barstool athlete. I, I watched I watched this thing with Portnoy. He was talking about it. He was like some girl when the NIL thinks some uh, a hockey a field hockey player to email or DM and was like, can I be a Barstool athlete? And he was like, uh, sure. I'll give you a shirt. And he, she was like, okay, cool. So like, you're not getting like, it's like when they say like, Oh, I just signed with Barstool. Like I, at first I was like, cause he was just signing random people. Like he was signing like all these, all these random athletes you'd never even heard of, but like by signing them, he's just like giving them a shirt. But but what does he get from them other than? Well, I mean, you get a bunch of people wearing your t-shirt. It like the t-shirt probably costs like five cents, and and right. they're pumping you <laughs> up on you know, they're saying, right. "Oh, look at me! I'm a barstool athlete." Right, like, right.
2: And so every time somebody looks at their social media profile, you see barstool athlete yeah. is the first thing. You're like, "Oh, what's that?"
0: All right. Yeah, I guess you know enough t-shirts out there might come back to, to benefit you. Sure. Um, well, in addition to the coaching hires and the, the recruiting pickups, transfers, and otherwise. Um, they also had the MLB draft this week. So I know Marceau went to the Angels, um, but uh, I don't know. It's I, I didn't really catch any of the MLB draft. So if you guys have have anything else on that, then please please fill me in. Cause I I have not looked at that at all. Uh, Cause you know, normally it's like coming during, you know, the college world series. So you can kind of keep up with it, but man, once the world series is over, which we haven't talked about either, by the way uh, you know, I just, I stopped paying attention because uh, sports is kind of like in a lull anyway. Right. Yeah. Like the, day, like the, the all-star game is this week, but it's like usually the days before and the days after the MLB all-star it's the deadest period in sports. I know that's pretty much where we're at right now, but. I don't know. Did anything other, you know, anything else happen surprisingly or otherwise with the the MLB draft?
2: Uh, Jaden Hill got picked second round, 44 overall by the the Rockies. And then, like you said, Marceau got drafted by the A's third round, 80 overall. They go like 15 rounds or something, maybe even more. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're only on round three or four today. So some Tigers may be drafted after this podcast is recorded uh but yeah we had no first round picks which is kind of sad but i guess we didn't really have any premier talent other than Jaden hill which his season was unfortunately yeah ended yeah.
1: <laughs> which I, I think he was projected to be like middle to late first round without injury right so yeah well,
2: like preseason people were saying like a top 10 pick and then like when he was throwing he kind of dropped a little bit and then hurt it was like this guy's gotten his arm blown out two years in a row it's hard to take a risk yeah Yeah, that's unfortunate. But, I mean, good for them. You know, they got drafted. Yeah. what you want. Um,
0: And as far as, yeah, other draft spots, I'm sure there'll be more. Like, they drafted, like, what, pick number 1,252. Uh, (laughs) We're going to go with whoever. Uh, But, I mean, yeah, they got all these minor league teams to fill out, and there's – yeah, they'll they'll pick some guys. Um, Other than that – so I did want to touch on the College World Series since that passed since our last pod. And uh, you know, LSU played both of those teams. Uh I felt like if LSU had played the Vanderbilt that was in the College World Series, they might have had a, you know, might have had a chance. Uh Mississippi State just kind of trudged along and, you know, no one really said much about them. They just kinda won games mostly by comebacks, but they they just kind of popped up in the College World Series final against Vanderbilt, and then Vanderbilt just I don't know. They won that first game, and Mississippi State just took care of business. They mm-hmm. kind of took over, kind of took over the baseball park. But like Vanderbilt almost got no hit in that second game or that third game. That's just crazy to me. They yeah. got one hit, one hit in nine innings. Uh, like that's that's just crazy to me, right? And then Mississippi State just opened up a bag on them.
2: <laughs> yeah sure. i was haf- i was happy for mississippi state that they got the win their first championship in any sport ever uh and then after vanderbilt licked them in the first game it didn't look too good but they they had the heart and then their pitching shut them down so the the place was packed with mississippi state fans oh, yeah like it was probably 90 percent to 10 percent uh and they were hungry for it so glad they they took that down
1: yeah, yeah. It, was, it was fun to watch i enjoyed it um
2: yeah yeah
1: happy yeah. for them yeah, good. They got a they
0: got a program defining win, first title. Like you said, that was all. even Dak Prescott was there. He didn't even play baseball. <laughs> Rafael
1: Palmeira was there too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure uh, you know some other guys were too. That's that's awesome. Good for them. I'm actually glad. I think all of college baseball was glad it wasn't Vanderbilt. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just because of everything how it went down. I'm sure MC State was Mississippi State's biggest fan, but. Uh, congrats to them and moving on I just hope they don't you know get this arrogance like oh we just won our title but you know we'll see how that goes because you know fans can usually overblow it just because they they finally had a taste of, of victory um, but other than that I don't know I, there's a, a couple other things you know that's that's going on kind of off the field issues off the court issues whatever you want to call it uh, but man just it lsu's past does not want to let it be like it just it passes keeps coming up this week uh just more stories about Les Miles it wasn't necessarily when he was here but just the the crazy stories that are coming out about you know what he allowed or even suggested to happen while he was at Kansas uh it's interesting story go check it out if you can uh but basically uh, a player was not happy with his player's dealing drugs basically and he reported him and then less miles said i got this boys let me handle this now look you're not gonna try you're not gonna tell on him okay what we need to do is just all do a big cat drill let's just get out of our system so we can move on that's pretty much what happened yeah now, oh and that and the school decided to pay him some money to basically to uh, to keep him quiet so so there you go which is just ridiculous um and I think this was the guy at LSU that people were, you know, were afraid to fire cuz they thought it would look bad. And he was such a nice guy. But yeah. What do you do you think like stuff like this was going on at LSU we just haven't heard about it cuz it's it scares me to think like what we still don't know cuz it just came out about, you know, some stuff with Barkevius Mingo. I don't even really want to mention it on air, but it's like he just lost his job with the Falcons cuz of this cuz of some stuff that went on. So I just like what else is out there that we we really don't want to know about
2: but we might, you know? Yeah, things just get worse and worse for less. Glad uh, he's gone. We we moved on from, from
1: there. It is crazy, Scott. You bring up a good point. Where, like I remember like the conversations of like, oh, are we gonna fire him? He's a lovable guy. He's like, he's the mad hatter. Come on, he eats grass. It's so great. Like and 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 so and just the the way that he is the way that he is like his image has fallen in the past like three years is is pretty crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: That's, I just, I can't imagine who to thunk. I wish I'd have had those long odds, but anyway, here we are. Um, I pray that everything that's, you know, would have come out, you know, as far as LSU goes is probably already out. Cause it's like, we're dealing with, we're facing the fire right now. Yeah. Uh, as far as all this title nine stuff. So that's, I, I feel like get it out now so that we can just deal with it in one fell swoop, as opposed to feeling like you've dealt with it you've dealt with it but then you know something else popping up and then it's it's like oh my god we've already paid our penance now we got to deal with this so i hope it's all out there already and they're dealing with it for for the students sake for the school's sake for everybody's sake uh time will tell though uh do you guys have anything else
2: i think that's about it and good little wrap up of the past two weeks uh for y'all and we'll be back in the normal schedule now 102 yeah. coming up next week
0: yep oh yeah then uh it feels like you know it'll be pretty quiet you would think i don't know it was pretty busy two weeks while we were uh, uh enjoying our 100th episode but uh i don't know it's think about it like just over a month man football's gonna be back back in tiger stadium and we're gonna with have full that. capacity yeah it's gonna be amazing well they started in pasadena but still uh at least there'll be football on campus and oh yeah oh my goodness Looking forward to it. So uh, having said that, and if you guys didn't have anything else, that'll, that'll pretty much do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Who knows what's going to come out, but we're going to have it for you here. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.